Great to see everybody back. Let's let, let's let, let's sink into this the, this uh, this idea. So we've been looking at Hashkocha Pratis, uh, um, that's divine province of Hashem, and we spent a little bit of time last time looking at certain systems of Hashkocha, and it's important to kind of realize that um, that these systems are going to work um, all at the same time. So. Once we finish doing the theory, it's going to be very hard to precisely point out what's going on to a particular individual because it could be one of multiple systems that are occurring. So as an example, in the beginning of the chapter, we, we, last time, we looked at one system, which is that a person is placed in the perfectly orchestrated equilibrium of, of choice. So a person is placed in, a, in, in an area where they have the correct choices that they need to make to choose perfection themselves. Um, and there could be different types of perfections which will essentially act, accentuate different parts of that person's soul that needs to be stretched. So it could be riches or poverty were the examples that we looked at last time, which stretch different characteristics, right? Being on the giving side or the receiving side, the having emuna side, the recognizing God in our life side, these all, 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 that's all one system. What we started looking at at the end of the last week was that there's another system, which is that one's actions also contribute to the amount of help, of divine help that a person gets or not. So, for instance, let's say a person is, is doing a really great job, Hashem will make it easier for that person to do the good job they're doing. So, it'll make, so they'll, they'll, their, their actions will contribute towards that, uh, that being a success and vice versa. So, let's say a person's not doing such a great job. So either Hashem will allow them to, the, to their circumstances, to, their, to the difficulties of their circumstance, or Hashem will, um, will make it more difficult for them, there will be more barriers for them to do what it is they're supposed to be doing as well. So those are all, so to speak, superimposed upon the system. So as opposed to the immediate equilibrium of sort of like where the person should be in the middle, now there's certain extra obstacles or there's certain shortcuts as to where they're going to be able to get. That's, that's what we looked at the end of last time. There was a little bit of a, a one appendage to this idea, and that is, is that there are, there are times where Hashem will also stop things happening because He just wants a certain outcome. So like, meaning, you know, like, you want to be an evil person, you want to do something terrible to, to your neighbor, but Hashem's looking out for your neighbor because He needs your neighbor around, and your neighbor's very important in another constellation of events and people. So you're not going to be able to do that. Right, so so that, that's when sort of there'll be like this this sort of edge where you know, human beings don't have access to, even though they think they may. This this, this general question brings into brings into question is is that how much are we able to disrupt or not disrupt the plan of God? Right, does our actions can our actions really uh, interrupt Hashem's plan or not? Not a simple not a simple question. So let's say Hashem had plan A and you had plan B. Where, uh, to, uh, how much to give is there? How much space is there for you to, to change that? The Mephorashim debate this um, a, a great, a, a, to great length. I'll give you just an example of where this, where the, where this happens is. There's a famous, famous comment that the Orachim HaKadosh suggests. Well, there's two ways of looking at this. The, the most famous classical, um, we'll call mainstream approach is that of that Yechezkel says. Yechezkel gives an example where he talks about a watchman of a particular village that doesn't, he is, you know, he's, he's on Twitter, so he doesn't watch what he's doing. And then, and then, uh, and then an, an attack happens because he didn't press the button when he saw the attacking host. And so somebody's killed in that attack. So, so really, it's, he's culpable for it, you know. So in the end of the day, what, what's going to happen? So Hashem says, so Yechezkel says that the Shomer is going to, uh, the, the person who died, died on their own account. And the, and the Shomer is going to still be held accountable for his death. Which is a very room. So, like, so if you think what what Yechezkel is doing, which is expounded upon in Rav Sadia Gaon's writings and many of the other thinkers in Jewish history um, and Jewish thought have said that that the way that Rav Sadia Gaon frames it is, um, death is in God's department, murder is our department, right? So we need to say like, God's going to hold us accountable for all the good and bad actions, and the outcomes Hashem will take care of. So that's kind of one of the way that's generally understood, a little bit lower related to what you were saying at the end of last week, which is the idea that there are certain limitations as to what you can and cannot do, but you're going to be held culpable for that. So if you pull that trigger, whether or not there was an end result, you're going to still be held culpable for that for pulling that trigger. Um, and so that's that, that's generally where it's looked at. There are those who disagree slightly. This is just, just a very just fascinating theory, is that the Orachim HaKadosh points out that, let's say, in two weeks' time's parasha, so in parasha's Vayeshev, where the brothers see Yosef coming down, and they... Uh, and 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 they say, well, let's 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 kill him and let's see if his dreams really come to be. So uh, um, then your says, no 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 no, don't kill him, just throw him in the pit, 
right? Now, we know that there's, there's, uh, there's scorpions and snakes in the pit, so it's kind of like saying, well, let's not kill him, let's just put him in front of the train, right? So, which doesn't, doesn't sound like you're doing much better of a job. So, how, how is it helping? So, the Orachim HaKadosh says, well, if you leave it up to God's nature, God's nature won't do something which Hashem doesn't want. But, if we kill him, maybe we'll do something Hashem didn't want. So what the Rachel HaKadosh is essentially saying is, in that spectrum between God's plan and our choice, he's tilting it more towards our choice. Okay, just understand that's a, that's a departure from Rav Sajigon's thought, where Rav Sajigon says death is God's department. That means to say that God's in charge of anything that will happen anywhere. Right, we can't change that. But there, there are certain things that maybe human beings can, through their actions, through the extreme free choice, will be able to do this. There are certain limitations to this. But nonetheless, this is just a very fascinating topic in and of itself. The limits to where free will will be able to uh, encompass or not. So, um, we're, we're starting at a different point today. We're going to look at another few systems which are also in operation. So, if you have your, your Derech Hashem, we're in, here's how it goes. Se- um, section 2 of the four sections of the book, Perek Gimel, Paragraph Hey. Okay, so that's two, three, four. Two, three, four. Um, the pages are somewhat uh, different, but if you have the photocopies, it's in front of you. It's page one fourteen on the photocopies. That's the older version. Um, at the very bottom. What was that? Yes. Yeah. It's um, hey. Exactly. Yeah. So it's two, three, five. Two, three, five. Thank you. Yes. That's my my Hebrew is uh, <laughs> yeah. all the morning. So here we go. Let's let let's let's start our, our this the, 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 the section now. So now we're going to talk about other systems which come into play, which are concurrent systems, which makes it more complex. So here we go. There's another branch or uh, of suffering or binyan yisurim. Let's say you have a righteous person. Who has sins? Who doesn't? Um, you have a, an average person who has struggles. Okay. So the, the way Hashem wanted it was to wake this person up. So they should wake up to do a process of return. So Hashem really wants them to do well, right? That person may receive suffering. And that, that it's in order that the person wake up. The person starts saying, wait a second, what's going on with my life? Where am I going? What are my priorities? Why am I, why am I here? That's what's supposed to happen. This suffering is not as a form of purification of the person. Which is to um, uh, bring away sins from this world. These are wake-ups. Um, as uh, in order to wake the person up, punishment is Plan B. Waking up is Plan A. So the, the Hashem wants wants the person to do the right thing. Okay, so we'll get to that in a second. So just to clarify this, so sometimes this is why it's confusing. What will happen is is your person may go through something to, uh, something very difficult, and they'll say, "Why me, God? How? Why is this fair?" Right? So, if it is, a, it, it, they're speaking the language of Oynesh, of Kapara, right? So, what they're saying is, what did I do to deserve this? That's what essentially they're saying. But, what, what, what Derech Hashem is saying is that you may be misclassifying um, the, the actual suffering that's happening. You, it may not be a punishment. It may be a wake-up. So, then the question isn't, why me? But, what's the memo, God? Right? Like, what am, what am I supposed to be doing? That's a bit of a different reaction to it. So sometimes we, we limit the way we understand what ha- difficulty or goodness, by the way. We don't usually question goodness as much, but we should. Um, but, but uh, you know, like, why me, God? Why all of this goodness? Right? People, you don't hear people doing that so much. Uh, it's usually like, oh, fantastic. You know, <laughs> I'll give a seminar on how great I am. You know, so, like, so it's usually not that way around. But let's say a person is, is, uh, is, 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 is in the process of going through something difficult, and hopefully it's something very minimally difficult, then, then the, uh, one has to be aware that there's multiple systems of of opportunity. There's multiple systems of what could be um, why they're going through it. How and do you, so, in, how do decide? what was that? How do you decide? So it's hard for you, a person to do, to do this. So I'll give you an example. So remember I talked about my, 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 my chavris last week. So he was a very special person, English, mm-hmm. an, English, uh, an Englishman, Rabbi C. Davidson. So anyway, so what happened was is that when he used to get sick, so he used to do a cheshbon anefesh. So he would do a, uh, he would do his own personal, you know, analysis as to what was what was wrong 
So, you know when you have people are spiritually a little more proficient than you around you, it's very uncomfortable to have them around you because it sort of makes certain, you know, demands, moral demands on you. You know, so we, we don't like those kind of people. We prefer to have people who are like sort of on the same platitude as us and, and like lower than us so we can at least feel good about ourselves. So anyway, so anyway, so I was, I, I, I felt uncomfortable, you know, so I said like, so I said sort of like sarcastically, well, how do you know you even write? Meaning like to say, well, you're doing this cash on average. And like, you know, so like what? Like you, you can work out what's, what's going on. So he, he smiled and he said to me, and so what if I'm wrong? Meaning like, let, let, let's say, so like, so I'm going through this, right? So he, he, he had a certain condition which was affecting his fingers, right, at the, at the time. So he, so he, he did a whole cheshbon nefesh as to what he should be doing correct. So, uh, so, 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 so I was saying, well, maybe you've, you, you've, you have misclassified why, why this is happening to you. Maybe it's not this, right? So he said, well, what, what happens if I fix myself? I make myself a better person. Like, well, what have I lost? Right, so that's that. That was his answer to this question. But the, but but the, there are. The, the, it's it's complicated. It's it's worthwhile noting that the Gemara has a triage, right? So the Gemara the Gemara in Brachos discusses this, and the Gemara says because she is so important when a person um, encounters bumps in the road. So the first one is first thing is your fashbish masov is is do do a, do a quick journal, you know, check out the actions and so on, right? Um, and if Pishbesh Vilay Matzah, the Gemara says, you, you looked in and you didn't find anything, yeah, and then it says, Yitle Bebetul Torah. Then, then what, generally what that means is that in the, in the classic Rosh Hashiva sense, what they would say is, is that you wasted time while you're supposed to be learning. But, it, but more broadly, what that means, and that, that's true as well, but what more broadly that means is, Yafashbesh Vilay means, have I done something d- d- uh, destructive? Betul Torah is, have I missed opportunity to do something constructive? That's generally the way that's understood, right? Have I, most people think I'm a good person by not destroying the world around me. It's like, okay, you're neutral now, very good, right? <laughs> right? You, you've made it. You've not made a dent in the world around you. That's 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 saying more than most. But now, have you have you actually made any positive, uh, you know, in, uh, uh, anything positive? And then, then the Gemara finally says, the um, Again, if you if you didn't find anything there, then it says, you saw in so Yisro and Shlava. Now, what that means, its own category, Machlokas, Rashi, Ramban, very complicated as to what that particular topic means. Is that without cause or with cause, in and of itself, that gets into into a deep and darker topic. But but in terms of that, the Gemara has a certain sort of triage. So the first thing we do is is like when when something happens to us, is the first reaction shouldn't be to sue the doctor or whatever it is you know that we that we that, that we like to do we're in a society which likes to blame a lot. So we we like to point outwards. So Chazal's orientation was a little bit different. It was about pointing inwards and what can we, what can we do to, to, to try to work out what it is. Now, that doesn't preclude taking the necessary precautions, but it does require that analysis. So this is a, usually a good starting point, this particular one. Um, there, so this is our called system, and this other system, which is sort of, and by the way, this is done out of absolute love for you, for us. That's an amazing thing, is that when this is done, it's like the parent trying to, you know, take away the child's screen time, give it attention, you know, take away, take away the candy in order for the child to learn the lesson, right? So this is, this is the, that's done out of love, as, not, as unfortunately the child doesn't usually find it that way. Um, finally, he says, the end of this paragraph, he says, if, he says, the end of the line, it says, the yashuv, if a person does sin and return, but let's say the person does not get the warning, right? It blows past them. Kadesh then, then unfortunately, It'll be um, it'll be adjoined or accompanied by real yisurin or punishment. So first is the warning shot, and then Then there's the the crucible, the cleansing type of suffering. And that's what Elihu says. Elihu was whom? It's clarifying. He's the fourth friend of Eov. Okay, the fourth friend of Eov. So he speaks to to his friend Eov. He says. So he says that in translation is God opens the ear to discipline and bids them repent from sin. So that sometimes what he's trying to argue, so remember Eov was in that situation, Malki, like you were asking, he's like, how does Eov know what knows what's going on? So his friends, his first three friends, started prognosticating and giving him suggestions. Oh, it must be because you sinned. And Eov says, I didn't. I really, I did, I did my journal. I know, I, I was a really good person, right? And they said, no, no, no. Look deeper. That's what they were essentially saying to him. Is it must be category A. And what Elio was saying is that it might be category B too. It doesn't have to be one. So like you don't live, don't, don't sort of look at it through this very thin prism as well. So um, 
Now, this, this next paragraph over is not, oh yes, Beth. Yeah, well, that we're going to get to in a second, yeah. Oh, well, like, because I'm saying, because sometimes it could have nothing to do with what's going on right now, but Correct. it's a picture thing that you just did. True, well. absolutely, absolutely. So we're going to get into the, we're going to scope out and just in a, a couple paragraphs. Um, the, the, is, we're looking at multiple systems. And what's complicated, and it's going to come back to Malky's question again, is that how do we know which is which is very hard, which is why it requires a little bit of humility when encountering these things in life, you know? because we don't always know, but I'm, I'm more comfortable knowing that we're living in a, multi, in a complicated, sophisticated system with multiple cogs moving at once all around me than to think it's just a linear system and it's either why or a deserve not deserve kind of, kind of world, which is what a lot of people in a very theologically rudimentary kind of system they look at, you know. Rosemary. What does that mean? Relationships? With Your social ever, we don't, you know what, let, let's hold, put that on hold for a second because it's just, it's just too, too complicated for right now because it, it's, it's above these systems. It's, a, it's, a, it's perhaps another, another system as well. Debbie, yeah. Isn't there a danger, and I think particularly for women, to say, it's my fault? <laughs> that, and then that can become a kind of um, arrogance. Like, that I can try. That I can control everything, and that, and everything would, would be right if I if I did right, and it really may be there's no connection. Right, you're right. Yeah, so that's a very good, a very good question. I mean, you're painting extremes, so let's let's paint the opposite extreme and then try to find the middle. So, you, so if a person sort of takes on and says whatever's happening in my life is a function of me. My, 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 mis, my misgivings, my, my misdeeds, then that can get into a dangerous, dangerous place where it's sort of, you, you sort of either this um, martyrdom kind of syndrome where you're gonna, you know, you, you take it on and I'm gonna save the world and you'll go down with it because you can't, you can't uh, do that. But the opposite, the opposite is the person who, everything that happens is not them. It's their neighbor, friends, spouse, children, parents, siblings, you know, it's, it's, it's the traffic light, it's every, everything else except for them, right? So that's also clearly a, a, a dangerous extreme. So the fact that there are multiple different systems allows us to have, a, hopefully, a more subtle approach to it. Um, so I, I don't think that the extreme you're describing, and certain personalities certainly take on that more, more themselves, and they spend a life trying to fix the world because they think it's all them, when it's not all them, it really isn't. So it's, it's, more, it's more complicated. This doesn't get into, this doesn't get into personality types you know, at, at this point in time. Personality types, there are certain people whose way of resolving pain is to fix everything, and that, so that, this feeds into that more. I would think, just personally on this, is that the world would do a little bit better with more with this than less with this right now, you know, because we're, we're in such a blameworthy blame society that I think a little more um, ownership would be, would be very helpful for this, this kind of um, this society that we're living in. Right? We've been trained, to, we've been trained to, to, to look outwards rather than inwards as well. So, the, uh, yeah, Dover. I think the attitude is more that you're put into situations and things and you want to react to it. And the point is, you can't change anything but change yourself. And not necessarily because it's because of your actions, it's because you have to think, change your mindset and say, listen, some things I just I cannot control. So, you're changing yourself, but you know, in, in more of the mindset concept. And, and, and well, here it's your actions, but what you were saying is that. I don't control everything. I have to learn that I only could change, control, change and control myself and how I view everything else. Right, so, so if you want to do it, if you want to do what I was adding over here is that if we're to do, let's go to like the Stephen Covey kind of sphere of influence and sphere of concern, right? So the sphere of concern could, could be very, you know, balloon outwards with this, right? But the sphere of influence doesn't. So my sphere of influence is still small. So that, in that sphere of influence, that's where this apply, applies. The sphere of concern, if it's going to be that everything that's outside of our control, then it's going to be very hard. That's a, that's a very good point as well. So yeah, there's a lot, lot to think about. All, I just, all I'm just putting onto the drawing board to, for, for consideration is that sometimes we ask the question as if we, uh, we uh, assume that this is a punishment. It might not be a punishment. It might be a wake-up call. It might be the roof tap, right? It might be the warning shot. That, that, that's, that, that's just something worthwhile thinking about. Now, the next paragraph hopefully doesn't apply to anybody we know, but it is worthwhile because it helps us reread Tanakh in a different way. So, this next paragraph is very important. He says in, in paragraph Vav, there is a, a, an outside limit 
an absolute red line for, for, for bad people. Till the point where they can exercise their free will. And beyond that, they're no longer allowed to. When they reach that red line, at that point in time, they'll be eliminated. <laughs> they, they will disappear um, from the world. That's what's called filling the measure. Okay, so Hashem will allow bad people to be around, and at the point that they just get to the top of that glass, boom, they will they will they will be uh, evaporated. Talking about the idea of finish, that's in the language of your of, of Eov is when they finish their measure, they are crushed. Up to that point, they could be doing great and dandy. And that's part of because of their kind of you know using up all the merit that they may have accrued in this world. Um, that's why they, everything's going well. To open up the, the, for them destruction. A person who tries to do bad things, Hashem will allow them to do that. If they reach that red line, then they are destroyed. And then a catastrophe will come annihilating such an individual or nation. So just where you, where you see this in Tanakh, just if you think about this, there's ex- examples where... We may have read this, but we just didn't notice that this was going on. As an example, like at the beginning of Lech Lecha, it says that Avram Avinu was promised the land, the promised land, right? This is going to be to your children. And right now, it's not Simat. Here's a Simat. The children, the land is, belongs to the Canaanites, different, different, different branch of the family. So um, uh, the, uh, the, the Torah says, Aknani the, the Canaanites were then in the land, meaning Avram is now a foreigner in the land that he's going to get in centuries to come. So Rashi says, um, and explain those, there are many, there, there are many commentaries, is that that their sayah, their measure, had not yet been filled, which means they're bad people, but they hadn't yet reached that red line. Similarly with Saddam. Saddam reached that red line. Right, so that's the annihilation which happened over there. So you say, if you, let's say you're to reverse five years before, before destruction, you say, how could it be such a terrible society, corrupt, immoral, ter- you know, uh, how does Hashem allow this to good to go? The answer is, is, it's coming very close. Right, so, so you see things like that where there's a notion of what's called milu isaya. This is not so practical, hopefully, hopefully you don't meet people or, 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 or nations like this. But there is there is a limit, and we should know that, that that free will has that upper limit in terms of this as well, or we'll call it lower limits. Maybe is a better way of describing it. Okay, so this 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 is a, this paragraph is helpful in explaining a lot of a lot of things in Tanakh, a lot of people in Tanakh as well. So One question. yes, so Rosemary. Also the reverse. If you see someone who is suffering, and then the second generation of the less, and the third generation no suffering. No, no, no. If 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 life is frictionless, it's a sure sign that you're not alive. So, so I'm just it's, that's 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 what my teachers used to say. If there's no friction, it clearly means you're not alive, because this life is all about friction. We're as long as we're here, we're we're engaging friction. That kind of friction could be all types of friction, and hopefully it's easy friction. But we're just by being alive, we are always under under pressure. So there's no such thing as getting out on the other side. If you're getting out on the other side, it's the end. It's so so that's. So we're here for work, and so that work's always going to be always there. And if we think we just finished it, then the level changes, and the, and the friction changes its, its, its tune, and it, becomes, it comes from a different angle. So that's, uh, that, that's where it is. One, one, I remember one, one teacher of mine used to say that it's like climbing a mountain uh, with, on your arms and your, on your knees and your elbows, and you keep climbing, and you bloody your knees, and you bloody your elbows, and you get a little bit just to rest your head just a little bit, enough time, to be able to, to carry on climbing up that mountain. That's really what life is. So it's just, there's, there's sometimes it gets easier. Sometimes it's, 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 there's never relationships, money, friends, kids, grandkids. There's never a moment. There's never a moment without friction. It's, uh, that's, that's why. That's the way you say struggle. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, but it's a sort of a graphic kind of uh, uh, sort of way of thinking about this. Um, so, so, so let's let's take it further. This this over here is actually now comes back to Beth's point. Two paragraphs. We're here. So he says, "Oy tzarich ladas." You should know. Shehinei hashkacha al yonah b'chol prat me'apratim mashgach mashgachas al kol anik shar boy mina kodmim umina amuchorim. Hashem has it. He's orchestrated it that every action affects those affects a person based on those who come before and those who come afterwards. And then also the relationship of that 
individual to the community or the or the the, the klal itself. Mitzad kol mashem yisyachasim kol achalakim in kol chelik lebinyanai shalaklal. That each piece of that puzzle interacts with the full picture of that puzzle. So if you think about what he's done essentially, is he's spread it out vertically and laterally. That's what he's really done, right? Vertically in terms of kodmim v'amucharim, right? Early, uh, like in terms of, I'm just drawing my y-axis right now as as um, as time time before and time after, and then laterally in terms of uh, in terms of my x-axis is is all other folks around you. Maybe that might be an x and z-axis, sort of like all other folks right now, um, are all connected to a person's judgment. Mimashi yushkaf. And what is going to uh, be considered when it comes to the judgment of a particular person, who therefore taking into account is his um, station um, based on what preceded him. And those which will come out of them. And those who are with you, people of your generation. Ir, people of your city, people of your social sphere. And after taking all that into account, Hashem will um, set up the avoda, which is sort of that system of equilibrium of choice, nisayon, which is the tests to overcome to get that choice, as you said before. And that's where Hashem will put you based on, based on that as well. So part of the challenge is also taking into context everything that happens. So. Um, as an example, um, I'm just, I just I just lost my example for a second. I, I was just thinking of a, of a good example here. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, so Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is, comes out and in a few parishes time, he goes and sees his brothers, he's conflicted as to his identity, he sees this, this Egyptian man hitting a Hebrew man. He looks this way and, this, and that way Rashi says that uh, he was looking into the future. Is this person going to produce any, any worthwhile generations in the future before killing him, right? So that was, now Moshe Rabbeinu could do that. We don't always have that, 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 uh, that opportunity, but that's sort of an expression of, of, of this as part of it. Now, this could have multiple ramifications if you think about it. So like, let, let's, say, let, let's say you have a child who grows up in the best of, you know, the, the lap of luxury, afforded the best schools, best education, great role models, no, no major frictions in life. And then they, they, God forbid, they turn into, they turn, turn into a, a different path in life. We're not talking about alternative narratives here. We're talking about bad path, okay? We can call things bad. Um, so so they, they choose, they choose a, 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 a bad path in life, right? So does the fact that they had good parents and good upbringing help or, hint, or, 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 or make it worse for them? Yes. Might make it worse, right? So I mean to say, like, also one has to take into account, you know, zechus avos is something one has to bear in mind carefully. So if you say, I'm the son of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, as I saw Mashmon Ezra, but look what I'm doing. It's like, be careful, <laughs> right? You don't want to be calling into, 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 into effect the, the fact that you have great ancestors and you're doing such a bad job at, at upholding their, uh, their legacy. So this, this is one part of it. On the other hand, there's a... Well, they, for sure, for sure. There's no question. There's no question. Their children made choices. They cho- the children out there, they had certain natures, but they also made choices with, with, the, with their natures as well. The p- point being is that we are measured in terms of the context in which we are put. So that means that, that those we are going to produce and those we were produced from, where we came from, and the interconnections of everybody else. So uh, that web is a very complex web. Did I mention this last week? I don't remember about doubling for other people. Did I mention this last week? Yes, Rocham Shmonevitz. Did I? Sounds familiar. Okay, I'm sorry because I. Don't. I know we talked about it two weeks. Okay, so we talk about. Okay, I just want just a quick reminder as an example of this kind of this kind of interconnectedness. So when you daven for somebody else, so how does that operate? So one way it operates is is that is that actually by spiritually doing something of significance, what I'm doing is I'm I'm creating merit, and that merit is going to help because I'm directing it towards you. That's one way of looking at it. But another way of doing it is, you know, a more, like I'd say, more sophisticated way of looking at it, is, is that because Hashem relates to every person based on their web, based on all the constellation of family, friends, the B'nai Dor, and so on, then that means to say that the judgment that happens to a particular person is a complex judgment. So if I care enough about that person that I'm going to cry and daven for that person, what essentially you're doing is you're, you're injecting yourself into their web, essentially. 
right? So what you're saying is, is that they matter enough to me that anything which should affect them is going to have reverberations in my life. So therefore, what essentially you're doing is, Hashem take into account me as part of their judgment. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're essentially offering yourself as part of their defense because the collateral damage or effect of their life is going to impact you if you care enough. That's what, that's what, that's what essentially is being done. So that, that's what Rav Shalom says. That relates to this idea over here is that there's a certain element of interconnectedness that we all share. Now, this is a very complicated algorithm <laughs> if you think about it. Think about all the people that matter in our lives, right? That's a, you know, obviously there's different concentric circles, but there are a lot of people, right? And they're all interconnected with each other. So when Hashem is, is, is deciding what is going to be the right choice, that's a very, very complex and very, very hard, uh, um, so to speak, multiple dimension system to, to think about. I have to say that you're talking to, I count it every week, about 11, 12 ladies. We're here on a Wednesday, sunny day. But I have a friend on purpose has a cell phone for emergency but doesn't go with it doesn't keep it on and doesn't want to have a circle I'm not a doctor I'm not a, a fire department my children know where I live like that I said okay so not everybody is as these ladies are I don't know all of them but based on the so. fact that they're here on Wednesdays middle of the week 10 o'clock in the morning that's telling you a lot not everyone is like that. That's true, Rosemary. So I haven't met anyone like this lady. Who I that's love. true. So just, just something, I, I, it's something worthwhile thinking about is there's a, um, there's a book called When by Daniel Pink, if anybody has a chance to read it recently. I mean, this is it's, about um, even her own children. Yeah, no, no. So, so, so says, it's also about different stages in life. Yeah. So, so, so at different stages in life is, is, is as we're younger, we're naturally, we naturally are involved with other people more just because there's, there's shared social groups. And as, as we age, generally speaking, what happens is, this is his argument based on research. Again, one could argue on this, but his argument is, is that over the period of life, as we mature, we, we actually um, cut off we'll call ancillary relationships and deepen primary relationships. So that's, that seems to be what happens, which is a very uh, profound thought to think about, which is why sort of, you know, the outer sphere of, uh, of acquaintances sort of slowly merge away, not because of bad, they're bad people, just because there's a focus inwards on what really matters. And that's, um, and that's, that's what happening, which is what you're just uh, describing. That, 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 that's true, but th that, that just makes it even more complex in the sense that what Hashem is bearing in, in mind is, is just how all those different people, and the deeper the relationships, or the bigger the sphere, or the smaller the sphere, those are all part of the, the calculation as well. It's also worthwhile and worth noting, if you see, let's say, a wedding of a 20-year-old to a 20-year-old, it's different to a marriage of a 33-year-old to a 34-year-old. Very different amount of people at the wedding, because the relationships have changed, and they're more mature. They're not just a party, friend, acquaintance kind of people as well. So we see these things, even in that short decade, you see that, that happening. Anyways, so yes, Jenny. My, I was having this conversation with my, my nephew who um, writes like a little pamphlet, but he was saying that the whole mitzvah of being, or part of the mitzvah of being no say but all Havero, is the more you are suffering because of something that your friend is going through, again, that whole calculation of how much suffering you know, I'm supposed to endure, you know, the more people that take on the suffering of another You're spreading person, it. it sort of... That's so interesting. So you're saying it's almost like a communal, you know, variable of suffering, and you're taking a piece of that. So that's also, right. which is a little different to this, but that, that, what, I was, what I was saying before, but that's also a very beautiful way of looking at it, you know, where you, you're sharing that burden with them. Right. Very beautiful, very beautiful idea. It's, the question is, is, do we have enough empathy to be able to stretch ourselves that way? That's, that's, a, that's a hard question to answer. Well, or so. You can argue that that's not your sphere of influence to think that you can... Right. Control or affect someone else's. I mean, you can bother for them, but is it is it, is it arrogant to, to even think that you can be that part I of that? Can, I, can I understand. Right. I had an uncle who once. Right. That, that's yeah. That's that, that. That we don't want those kind of people necessarily in that. But but in terms of if it really does. But this is this is not necessarily a public thing. It could be that privately it really pains us when you hear that other people are going through terrible things, and and that's without without that. Right, so I agree. So Malki's point is that don't come in and say, you know, I know, I feel, I know exactly what you're going through. That's really not the appropriate. No, well, but but, but when we sit there and, and, and it really bothers us, it really hurts us that somebody else 
um, was, uh, you know. Somebody comes to you and if, and if you're not hurting, then something's, it's like the way you process pain, is something's, it's like, well, something's off with the way you process pain. It might be because of a mechanism that you've created for yourself. There were two people in this community within the last 10 years who were going terrible issue with health. And I know Tehillim was being said around the world for them. I mean, you were Shalai in Chicago, whatever. And recently I asked somebody, do I still say it? Because everybody was allotted a certain number of mm-hmm. whatever. And they said, oh yes, please. Sure. Yep. And when you say it, if you're thinking of that person, if you think about that person, not just words. For sure, it should be. That's what it should be. Is that can we have, do we have enough empathy for other people in our lives? That's a very big question. I, we, I think empathy is one of the keys to to uh, to, to healing today. Um, let's let's put a point, point out that there's a little bit of a paradox in this point now. So he's just said that you you're measured in the in the net of the network of people you're around. He has a paradox in the parentheses. He says Ulam. That's when it comes to judgment in this world. Your constellation is, is, is connected to your work in this world. To the degree of your, uh, your situation will be the burden that you have to carry. Um, so um, then, in the world to come, it's only it's very singular. This is fascinating, right? Work here is in the constellation of uh, of acquaintances, friends, social circles, family. In the world to come, it's very singular. Every, each neshama has is its shameless is measured individually, uh, depending on its capacity. When Yechezkel talks about a child not bearing the, 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 the parent's sins, that refers to in the world to come, where each child is measured independently of every person. In this world, it's all interconnected to a certain degree. So let's say a person um, has the decree of being rich, right? So they, they, um, then their children will naturally inherit that. Now, it's possible for them to lose it within a short span of years. Right, but uh, technically speaking, they're going. They, they can make bad choices, but they will get those riches. They will automatically be that. I mean, like just riches beget riches if they're treated well. I mean, you just can invest more, and if you can invest more, you're going to get more profits. If you get more profits, you're going to be more rich. So it's, it's it's one of these cycles, right? So, which happens? So this child born into this world is rich because they were born into riches. It wasn't because they were smart to make great choices and went good, got to good degrees or great businessmen. No, they, they just they, they fell into their lap. To understand this paradox, you have to understand that a person um, r- r- um, inherits five things automatically from their parents. Um, and uh, actually, he doesn't mention what they are here, but Rabbi, Rabbi Arya Kaplan does quote a Mishnah in, uh, sorry, in ADOS. I'm just going to quote it here for a second. The Mishnah says, here we are. Are you there? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Looks. Yes. Father endows his son with the following five qualities beauty, strength, wealth, intelligence, chokma, and longevity. The Ramchal cites this Mishnah as a proof that at least part of what determines a person's characteristics is his parentage. There we go. So what he's saying is, is that in this world we share, we, we, we're, we're interconnected with the previous generation, we're connected with the, the following generation as well. Um, we can still make choices to veer away from that, good and bad, right? Um, um, however, he says, um, so you can inherit therefore goodness because of a parent. Or perhaps to receive per- periodical goodness from time to time, or the negative side. And also, it's possible that it will stop. You are able to, so to speak, put a, put a break on this for those who are about to come from the future generations. So similarly also context of where you're born into. So that, that it makes a big difference. You know, we were fortunate to be born into certain circumstances. 
you know, sometimes if you put yourself in the shoes of, let's say you just like you, you drive down the street, go an average morning like this, there are multiple gardeners, you know, blowing leaves and, and mowing the lawn right now. Right, and I, you know, there's there's a guy who comes to our yard, and one of the team is a, is a boy who could not be more than 15 years old. Right, so and so I, I think to myself like, where did he come from? What what is he what he's doing here? He probably had an opportunity, you know. He's the son of he he managed to escape from he managed whatever it is that this is his opportunity. Maybe it's his way of working up. Maybe one day he'll earn enough money to you know to to let's say start his own business. Maybe he'll be able to put his children through college. You know, if you think about all these things, every individual and the journey and the journey that they they have to take through life. You know, our grandparents are doing the same thing. Right. If you think about that, when they when they were the riffraff of some other society that they had to come off the boat and and uh, and make their make their way in the in the society to endow us with uh, easier easier lives, um, so, so to speak, in, in countries of opportunity. The child is born in, in in you know in the middle of uh, the Congo today has got different life opportunities, and a child is born in America, just the way it is. Um, so this is the, 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 there is a certain amount of inherited part of your plan as well, Ricky. Yeah. How do we reconcile family and It's a great question. This is one of the reasons why they, they, that um, that uh, that the Echezkel was on the, the chopping block for whether it would be included in Tanakh or not. It was because it, uh, it uh, you, the, the pasuk you're quoting is actually a pasuk in Shayao as well. So you, you're asking Echezkel on Yeshayahu. Um, but um, w what is interesting is, is that the, 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 so, so this, this pasuk in Yechezkel is ben lo av, a child will not bear the sins of a parent. So how does that, how does that work with, let's go back to classic text, the Aseris Adibros, right? Kosh uh, Baruch says that he's going to, uh, um, he's going to punish, punish four, up to four generations and, and reward more generations than that, right? So there seems to be intergenerational punishment and so on. So the way he is arguing it is the way he is uh, resolving that paradox is he's saying, Olam and Olam there's intergenerational connections. Olam individual, every person is looked at as, as a unit as well. But just so you should be aware, this question was so strong, this is one of the, the stirot in Yechezkel, which was, Yechezkel says a number of things which are hard to um, synthesize with some Torah, Torah para, uh, paradigms as well. So it's just worthwhile thinking about that, but that's a bigger conversation. Okay. Rebbe, Good, yes, Ilana. Can you just finish your thought about the five... Rev, Rev, Kaplan's five. Oh no, he was just quoting what Dober had at the back. I, I have it at the back. Dober has it on the page. So Dober said uh, Dober quoted it right there. Okay, so, so that was the five, the five things. Yeah. Beauty, strength, wealth is three. Intelligence, chokma is four, and longevity. Right. So that, that doesn't mean to say that doesn't mean that a person can't what. Yeah. Well, yes, yes, or no. There are there are good genes. I'm saying, like, you know, you have the person who's smoking, uh, you know, all the way through their through their, their late nineties. You know, it's just fine. You know, like the person who used to drink, uh, you know, copiously, and is still and still is still going. And then the other person who lived this very timid and wonderful diet and exercised every day. And it's there's the, there's the, it's very hard. I'm reading. I'm in the middle of a book, reading a book called The Gene. If you're interested, actually, it's a very very fascinating topic um, in and of itself um, but but suffice to say what he's saying is, is in 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 this in this particular arena there is a notion of um, of what we do inherit and we're connected and we're interconnected intergenerationally and around us but when it comes to Olamaba we're looked at singularly in terms of what we we chose part of the around us is part of the test is part of the necessary constellation of our test as well um, this is uh, so actually technically speaking yes but he's going to get to a later a later point where he's going to point out that that where, where humanity shifted we're not going to get there unfortunately not in our, not our learning where where the so to speak humanity the, the the purpose of humanity sort of shifted downwards to to the jews but we'll see in a second he's going to give an example of that related now so he says, oh, this is the, now we just, we're going to just do one or two more very interesting things. I apologize, it looks like the battery is getting low on here, so in case the zoom drops out, just my apologies in advance. Um, he says the following, Om Namivad, in, in, in paragraph 8, he says, Om Namivad, there's another aspect of this uh, providence that we talked about, the, the pri private and um, general um, providence, who in a, for the best outcome for this for the the, the the human being 
thought that would be a helpful matter. It should be better if some of those who are around can help those who others who are around. In which way? How does it make it easier for us? Perush. Shelo yuchlata davar rak shirak min shiyagia bakorchoi sheloi atzmoi esash elashlemush yani min hanim nimu kibutz bnei alababa. It's not just that if you have the full ticket and you really yourself worked on yourself can get into alababa. Those are the only people who have the ticket in the door. Rather, elagam mi shekfar yagiu maaso shet shibitolusoi baacher zaka mimenu yuchal leanos bishlemos. You could attach yourself to somebody who's going in the right direction and get the right places, right? You could be the, the person driving behind the ambulance in traffic, you know, so like you could get much further, you know, than, than any, any, anyone else because of your attachment to holy people. Okay, by the way, this is proto-Hasidic. He's writing before the Hasidic movement arrived. Okay, um, um, you can in, 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 enjoy part of that sphere that this person's in. Of course, you're going to be the lowest rung of that group, but the point is you're still in the group, right? You, you got to take it in. A person who's attached to good people, the nimsa, comes out, So therefore, let's talk about the, the negative situation. Who's the only kind of person who's not going to make it is somebody who's not made it themselves nor attached themselves to a person who is going to make it. Okay, so that's, you have to do quite a, you have to, that's quite a lot to, to get there. The nim says, That means to say there's many options of hatsala, of success, of salvation. And therefore there's more beneficiaries. It's obviously true that they're, they're, that um, they're going to vehem you or Russian. The benefactors are going to be more, and they're the ones we want to be, right? And the beneficiaries are dependent on them and sub uh, and and so to speak subsidiary to them as well. So obviously we're trying to be like that, but it's a, this is this is a good reason why it's good to live and attach oneself to good people, to people we know are tzaddik and we know that are righteous people. This does not mean wise people. This means good people. Right? We're in a generation which promotes a lot of wise people and intelligent and smart and pithy people and people who know how to tweet 140 characters of all kinds of sarcastic comments, but those are not what we're talking about. We're talking about good people. Okay, so it is a good, it's very important to attach oneself to good people because being in their surrounding doubt, where this went in the Hasidic movement is the notion that if one is attached to a tzaddik, the tzaddik can bring salvation for those around them. That sort of went to that extreme in that, in that relationship. Um, that does not mean that's the only expression of that, this principle, right? You do not need a Hasidic Rebbe for this, to, to make this work. There are, there are tremendous people around us and in our communities that we can attach ourselves to and be close to first as a role model, but also because of this as well, because this will cause expanded salvation as well. Hang on for a question for, for a moment, just because I, want, I know we're about to drop off over here, so I want to do just two more point, points. And number two is, over here is, in order for this to work, God put an algorithm that individuals in one group are interconnected with one another. What does that mean? So Beth, coming to your question, that all of Israel are more interconnected to each other than all of the rest of humanity. So what does that mean? That this, the, this, uh, this statement of Kol Yisrael Arabim Zeboz, that all of Israel is a guarantor for one another. We spend a little bit of time on Sunday morning getting a little more depth into that statement together, um, just as this last Sunday. Um, but do, it, it, what that essentially means is that we're all guarantors of one another. We all share some responsibility, which means that if I sin, that affects everybody else around me too, right? Because part of the algorithm is that we're all connected, right? That's what Kali Yisrael Rebbe Zohar says. So what he's saying is that works the good and the bad. So therefore also, if I do good, I'm also able to, to elevate not just me, but those around me, not just because of moral influence, but because of actual merit as well. That's a very profound statement. So that's why Hashem has woven into the system as well, that this level of interconnectedness more than, more than um, 
And also one last paragraph, one last idea, and we'll hold it today as well. And that is Omnam Al Nistar so now you can have what's called um, the suffering of the righteous. Okay, so this is, this is another dimension of this. So now, just to clarify, this is an additional system to everything we talked about, where you have a very, very holy person um, who suffers, and part of the suffering is not their personal portfolio. It's, it's the portfolio of others around them, because those others are dependent on them. And part of it, the responsibility is to accept these suffering for their generation, for the good of their generation. By the way, you notice the words Ava Sayyisur in there, that's Yisur and Shal'ava, this is his interpretation of it. In the same way that that person should, should embrace or at least accept the, um, the suffering that would be on his own personal portfolio. And that elevates that person. That allows the person to be a Roshim, one of the leaders in the, in, in the coming to the world to come. And it's interesting, if you ever read, um, there's, a, there's a beautiful book um, which is um, which is written by Rav uh, Zevin um, of Hasidic tales in the Torah and on the Moadim. It was actually translated by Ricky's dad, um, which we which we have, which is which is fantastic, Rabbi uh, Rabbi Holder, and uh, and he. Um, and if you read all these stories, and specifically around the time of Rosh Hashanah Kippur, when most of the Hasidic rabbis, like most of the stories, well, there's a, there's a bunch of stories about how seeing a very posh Jew has great merits, and there's all kinds of iterations of those stories. But there's another whole mo- mo- movement about a, a, a rabbi who's who's thinking about the, what's going to befall the nation this year, what's going to befall the shtetl this year, and he's waging this war in heaven on behalf of them to avert the gezerah. You know, that's kind of the general, general, general direction of those stories. And you, you, when you sort of think about that, that's a very, it's a very, it's a, it's a hard thing. Sort of taking responsibility. Are there people who do take responsibility for those around them? And what he's saying is that some people will have additional portfolios other than their, their own in terms of what they're suffering for. So when it comes down to the why, the why over here becomes more complex than just shiva or their generation or ra- it's, it is, there's, there's multiple other pieces as well. So this is, this is, this is as, as far as I'd like to go right now. Rosemary, you had a question. Yeah, I just wanted, I know yes. Correct. Well, that's, but that, that's a moral reflection. This is a spirit. This is more than that. I Meaning, it's always good to have good influences for you, for your kids. It's always good to have people who are who are around you, who are, you, you look up to. But th- that that that's about action oriented. This is more. This is this is more. The Ramchal is the Ramchal is saying spiritually speaking is that if I, if I'm around people who I know have got the ticket, you know, and I'm trying to spend as much time as I can with them. I will also, I will I might not be sitting in the same section as them, at the, you know, but they, but they, at least I'll be in the same stadium. So um, that, that, that's, that's kind of where, where it's going, which is profound as well. So what we did today, folks, is we just, we just looked at some other systems that he's describing. This is not a sum total because we didn't even get to really Yisrael ever fully. He's scratching on it over here. What this means to say is that it's more sophisticated, is that when we see things that are happening, um, not to our neighbors, but if things happen to ourselves good or not so good, there's, there's multiple options as to what that could mean, what it should mean, what we're making meaning of as well. Um, and just, uh, just to me, it's, it's very um, humbling, but also comforting to know, to know that this is, it's much more complex than meets the eye, you know, when trying to explain these things away in simplified <laughs> equations. You know, this is much more complex.